0: Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as 2Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the 2Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469 TG Geeks, that is 469 844 3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the Geek to Geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we
1: pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while.
0: And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to Episode 79 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. It is time for another spoiler cast, and this time Ray is going to join us so that we can talk about Wonder Woman. How are you doing, Ray? I'm
1: doing good. How's it going? Glad to be back.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, We both are, I think just <laughs> brimming with things we want to say about this movie so we're <laughs> going to just jump right in but uh before we do what uh what have you been up to it's, it hasn't been too long this time since we've talked to you
1: yeah we're as we keep saying this is the time of the geek and we're pretty spoiled that we keep getting these these movies you know out uh it seems like faster and faster there's you know all these great comic book uh superhero movies coming out so yeah, it seems like we're gonna be, and we're gonna be doing this even more often. Uh, I think what Marvel says that they're doing three movies a year from now on. Mm-hmm. So, and and I read an article that was talking about you know their slate of characters and what they're you know what it looks like they're trying to do, and it, it, they wouldn't be surprised if it would be four movies a year eventually. So, crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: I think it's awesome. And and the thing I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, too many. Uh, superhero movies, but if they keep going the direction they're going, where every kind of movie has its kind of own bent, you know, it's not just a superhero movie, it's either a superhero spy movie, or it's a superhero um, comedy, you know, as long as it's got something that makes it different, I don't think we'll get tired of them anytime soon.
1: Yeah, which I feel like um, has been something that certain uh, parties have been suggesting for a while. Now, I remember growing up, I used to just obsessively read wizard magazine mm-hmm. and um they used to do those great feature, like casting call features where they loved were loved like, casting call <laughs> wasn't that great it's so weird to think back then and you know uh, uh think about those articles and look at where we are now but um uh they covered batman a couple of times and i remember specifically reading their take which was Batman sh- uh, every Batman movie should have a different flavor like there should be there because Batman is such a you know obviously enduring uh, a character
0: mm-hmm.
1: um there's different ways that you can do Batman and so you could do like a Batman film noir movie you could do a Batman like suspense or like thriller you could do a Batman horror movie you could do a Batman you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: and so they the, the particular one that I remember is them casting a Batman movie where C- Killer Croc is the villain, mm-hmm. and and having the take be like uh like Alien, right? Like uh alien. yeah,
0: totally. in fact, that's what I was thinking about when you were mentioning them. I'm like, oh, I could see like the Scarecrow being the very you know psychological thriller, and then Killer Croc as like an alien movie.
1: How amazing would that be, right? It'd be and phenomenal. So- using the sewers like under Gotham is like you know what i mean like all that stuff so um yeah I, i'm glad it's really cool to see that that it looks like we're finally getting to that point you know um but as as for lately um i haven't really had much time to to really pursue you know my geek interests um i i did remember though that uh, last weekend i actually saw ghostbusters the original ghostbusters again for the first time in a while um, I live in Santa Ana and, um, there's a local, uh, theater, um, the Frida Cinema that, that does outdoor screenings, uh, during the summer. And so it's, it's on the rooftop of the parking garage, um, right by the cinema. So we went out and did that. Um, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how long it had been since I'd seen Ghostbusters, the original. And, um, wow. I mean, I say it every time I see it, but. Damn, does that movie hold up? It's hilarious.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, and it's really something I probably should go back and see. You know,
1: it was a fun way to do it too, because it was like a whole crowd there, where everyone was outside, we were like eating, drinking, having fun. You know, it was a really, really cool event. So I'm looking forward to doing more of those uh, throughout the as they have them throughout the summer.
0: And, and it's amazing that they actually can do screenings now, because I was under the impression that when the all-female cast came out, that all copies everywhere of the original Ghostbusters were just going to spontaneously combust.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, well, you know, thankfully, um, those projections were wrong, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Uh, I'm a little salty this morning. I, I've been. I, I, I should I should know better than to scour Facebook before we, we do a recording because oh, I like I think I'm in, in a better place to do a state of
1: the geek episode right
0: now. Than I have to do a movie <laughs> review.
1: Cool. I, I I'm uh, I'm versatile, so <laughs> I'll follow your lead.
0: But that's awesome. That's awesome. So you had fun. Did you, was it you or did you go with anybody else?
1: Um, yeah, there was a group of us out there. It was a good time. Um, I know that uh, people, I don't know, I feel like it was a mixed bag because like you could tell from the crowd there were like people that, I mean, there were people that showed up dressed up, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like as Ghostbusters. And then there were people there that had never seen it. That's so it was a, it was a really cool mix and you could tell the people that were like anticipating certain lines and certain scenes. You know what I mean? Cause like the scene would start and some people would already start laughing like before the, the punchline was even, you know, out. Um, and then there were people that were like, you know, startled by, you know, a couple of the scares and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a cool like mix.
0: I feel like maybe Ghostbusters should get the, uh, Rocky horror treatment. I think that would be a fun event. Like, have that you ever been to? Yeah, have you ever been to a Rocky Horror event that's not Rocky Horror? No. The the group that does Rocky Horror out in uh, L. A. Um, they at, used to. I don't know if they still do. They used to one night a year do um, the Rocky Horror treatment to Clue, which you know is my <laughs> absolute favorite movie. So of course I had to go. Yeah. And and, uh, and it's phenomenal because it's that same kind of thing. Like. You know when um, Madeline Kahn gets to her flames on the side of the face line, uh, <laughs> the entire audience is sitting there saying it with her, and it's just kind of that communal event. Oh, that, it's very cool. That would be really
1: cool to see. There's probably a list of movies we could come up with. That'd be a cool like that. That'd be a cool way to to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, that's cool. What have you been up to?
0: Um, it's the end of the school year, so lots, <laughs> of, lots of grading. <laughs> But uh, the two things that I have been kind of doing is I'm doing an Audible trial because my commute is so ridiculous. And I I think I've gotten a point with a good number of my podcasts that I'm like, all right, I've got my favorite few. I'm going to listen to my favorite few, and I don't need to pad it with a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm just listening because I feel like I'm supposed to. Um, And so I
1: figure Sergeant, I was – can, up- can I interrupt? What the heck is Audible?
0: Audible is a Amazon.com service, I guess, that uh, lets you kind of subscribe to audiobooks every month. Oh. So you, so you pay fifteen dollars a month. I'm on a free trial right now, so I haven't paid anything yet. But um, you you pay fifteen dollars a month, and you get one credit for a book. And the books are normally anywhere from like twenty to thirty dollars. You're basically getting it half off and so I've been listening to Lamb the Gospel according to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal by Christopher Moore. and it is phenomenal.
1: What? <laughs> that title just broke my brain. what?
0: <laughs> yes, it is it is a comedy. It is basically um, one of one of Jesus's friends growing up who was with him through the entire story but was basically written out of all the Bibles. Is resurrected by God to write a new testament to the Bible, telling the real story. Oh, wow! And so it's basically you get to see Jesus from like age six through where we know him in the
1: thirties, like the real story. Like... Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> and because and he's because he you know the, he is not a reverent individual. This uh, the in Biff. <laughs> And in fact, Biff's not his real name. His name is Levi. Biff is the sound of his mom cuffing him on the back of his head, and that's why everybody calls him Biff. It's phenomenal. It's just absolutely like the opening scene is like he first meets Jesus when um Jesus is got a lizard in his mouth and he puts it down on his floor on the ground and his little baby brother smacks it with a rock and kills the lizard. And then Jesus puts it back in his mouth and it comes to life again. And they just keep doing this over and over. And so Biff goes, I want to do this. This is so, so cool.
1: Oh, man, that sounds great.
0: Yeah, I think on a previous episode, it may have been Void that was on my show. And he had mentioned he was listening to the audiobook. And I had started the book a long time ago, but I'm notoriously bad for finishing books. Mm. So I was like, I've gotten about a third of the way through. Let me get this and listen to it and see how it is. And it, it has not disappointed.
1: So the Audible um, account means that you, it, I guess it inclines you to read more books or to listen to more books, right?
0: Right, right. Because I, I got, um, I didn't get through it yet, but I got uh, American Gods and I was listening to that. And I'm like, this is a $30 book. If I got Audible, I could just get. You know, I'm not going to go through one more than one book because I do still have my podcasts. I'm yeah. not going to go through more than one book a month. So, um, so basically, <laughs> it's fifteen dollars for an a book.
1: And you do you do quite a bit of driving, so yeah. I mean, that's that's basically a week for me. Wow. Yeah. What did you, did you listen to, American Gods?
0: I listened to about a third of it. It was I, my my tastes at the time changed as to what I wanted to listen to when I was in the car. Like that's okay. the problem. Is like sometimes I'm in a comedy mood, sometimes in I'm in a political mood, sometimes in in a geeky mood, and so I'm I'm trying to learn how to change up what I'm listening to to fit my mood better because yeah. it makes the drives a lot faster. Right. What I what I had been doing is I just had a a big long queue of all my podcasts. I listen in chronological
1: order. If you uh, don't
0: feel like listening to something, it makes to drive just that much longer so
1: uh, yeah i find that i i mean i seriously the same thing as you where i'm like i had like two or three podcasts that i was listening to and then i'll get really bummed when i was like done or up to, up to speed with all of them mm-hmm. so i went on to you know itunes and i was like what are some cool podcasts you know and, and so i kind of went through and i i must have added like god i don't know, like eight or ten of them <laughs> I've never listened to any of them you know what i mean right like, right right just, right, right. Listen to the ones that I listen to. So, um, yeah, I definitely identified with, with, you know, how, where you started, which was, you know, there's ones that I feel like I need to listen to, but I don't really want to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, but definitely my, I mean, I listen to the ones that I feel like listening to when I feel like listening to them. And so I'll let stuff like 99% invisible is one of those that I love listening to, but I don't always feel like it. So, You know, I'll let it accumulate like three or four episodes and then I'll listen to all of them in a row. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's exactly how I'm like right now I'm doing a lot of changes to our drama program. And so I found a whole bunch of really cool drama uh, related ones, just kind of like marathon those. And then I was like, okay, well, I've kind of listened to as much of this as I want to listen to. And so if an episode comes up now and again that catches my interest, I may listen to it. But now I'm like, I really just kind of want to laugh on my
1: way home. So right, and I'm almost afraid to ask how many like my my core is like three maybe four like um, how what, how many are are you you know do you consider like your like core podcast that you listen to regularly
0: I will I will go down the list and I will give them ratings of listen to all the time occasionally or when oh, fancy
1: strikes me so people should start doing this like this is I feel like this is a lot about a
0: person um five thirty eight a politics podcast I don't know if you listen to that at all but it's phenomenal
1: heard... oh, okay really I'll check it out maybe. yeah because
0: you know you know what 538 is right yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's theirs um Skiterial, I'm up at baby's investigation I listen to that pretty much the day it comes out though I'm a couple episodes out since I started watching or listening to my my uh, audiobook uh, did, did you hear me talk about this previously Skiterial? no no
1: you know, did you ever watch The Muppet Babies when you were growing up? Oh, yeah, all the time. It was my favorite cartoon for a while.
0: Okay, it's a great podcast where they are trying to figure out what happened to Skeeter because <laughs> you never see her as an adult, so what happened to her? And so they're going episode by episode trying to find clues uh, as to why she's not there, and, you know, they treat it like a homicide investigation. It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: This is an amazing time to be alive, Joe.
0: It, it really is. Like, as soon as I saw that come up on my stream, I was like, I must listen. I must, I, I, have to.
1: God. And it's entertaining. Yeah. There's
0: uh, Dumbbells and Dragons. Of course, I listen to that um, pretty regularly. The Drama Teachers podcast is the one that I've been um, listening to this week to get ideas for drama. Uh, Game Master Studio, we had the gentleman on there last week uh, on our show, and that's because... We're going to be doing our game, um, The Adventure Zone, which is an actual play podcast that kind of inspired me to do the game, uh, Geek Wolf Pad podcast with my friend Nick Kelly, uh, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, which is part of our network, uh, The Comic Box, which is also part of our network, which we'll be mentioning in a little bit. Uh, Geek to Geek cast, so those are obviously I just hit my, my network section. <laughs> wow. Do you uh, listen to these regularly? Pretty regularly. Well those are all, those are all my every week no matter what. Um, Into the Nexus is a, is a Heroes of the Storm podcast too that I listen to maybe once or twice a month. Um, I'm gonna skip through. I listen to Blizzard Watch most of the time, Girls Gone Wow all the time. Weck all the time, The Average Geek show all the time. I've been listening to Welcome to Night Vale. I don't know if you've listened to that, but that's a lot of fun. And then I'm I'm, I'm reaching my section of, um, I haven't subscribed to them because I'm still in the back catalog. And that's just kind of like a quick. I have skipped some that I haven't been listening to recently, but those are the ones that I'm listening to on a pretty regular basis.
1: I, ah, I, I've never felt more basic in my life <laughs> than listening to your podcast list. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go through mine because I can do it in 10 seconds. Um, it's, uh, PTI, which is part of the interruption. It's a sports, uh, uh, podcast or show that they, they make a podcast from. Um, it's a half hour every day. So it's, that's definitely what I listen to every day because I don't follow sports as much as I used to be able to. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice like way to just, you know, keep up to date on stuff um what the fuck with uh Mark Marin? uh, WTF? Um 99% invisible and uh every now and then when I don't have anything else to listen to, uh this American life. That's that's it. That's
0: uh <laughs> all I, very strong I, choices.
1: I, very yeah, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> um I uh I have yet to listen to serial, although that's something that's like in the back of my mind, like, oh yeah, everyone's raved about that. I need to at some point, you know, listen to that series. And I like that it's a series, you know, that I can listen to and it's going to end at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that's, that's like my, uh, the wire of TV shows, you know, <laughs> where it's like yeah. I have brilliant things about it and I'm going to watch it someday, but it's just kind of back there. If you
0: ever want to, I mean, I know you won't, but, um, if you, if you, if out of all of these, I mean, there's podcasts on here that I have, that I listen to because of my friends do them and everything. I've got to say, especially since you're going to be doing the, the game with us. Yeah. I would say listen to the adventure zone and it's not too hard to get through the back catalog, but give it like five to seven episodes before you, you don't listen to it anymore because it's kind of one of those things where they did it for their other podcast just as it's it's three brothers and their dad playing Dungeons and Dragons and <laughs> they didn't take it really seriously the first time out like they're just kind of like oh this will be fun haha ha, we do a comedy podcast anyway so this will be just kind of a fun thing to do and it has become this epic adventure series where like like I've cried listening to this podcast like it's that good so i highly highly recommend
1: all right i just subscribed um i'm doing uh a couple more than a couple of uh road trips this this summer so uh it'll be good good time to to check that out
0: yeah i would i would listen to the like get through the first five to seven episodes without judgment okay Um, there's a 1.5 which is just a rehash of the first one. So you don't have to listen to that. My, my husband made the mistake of listening to both of them. Um, I actually got Matt to listen to two or three cause we're
1: working on the show. But, um, <laughs> I love how you tell me listen to five or seven. And then you're like, I got Matt to listen to two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know where it falls, but they don't start taking it seriously until they get to, um,
0: they get to a special base. Once you get there, you know, if you don't like it at that point,
1: you can yeah. move on. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll, I'm going to do that.
0: Um, the other thing, if that wasn't enough of Joe talking about what he does on a weekly basis. Um, the, <laughs> the, other, the other thing that has been going on this week for me is no sooner had I finished Sense8, which is like my biggest fandom right now, oh. they tell me that they cancel the show. So I am just telling everybody who I have ever recommended this TV show to ever – if you are listening to my voice, turn off my podcast. Go over to your Netflix, turn it on, and watch the goddamn show. Oh man, it is so good, and I don't want this to be another Alphas where we end with a cliffhanger and never know what happens.
1: Um, how how uh, how many seasons of Sensei are out? Two. Two. Oh. I've heard you talk about this show for so long.
0: It is so good. It is so beautiful. It is so... I mean, I mean, it is not perfect, and it is different than what a lot of people are used to, so I understand a lot of people probably going, well, not for me, but it, if you get to, like, episode three, because the episode one through three, nobody knows what's going on. The characters don't know what's going on. The watch, The viewers don't know what's going on, and so it's a little kind of abstract. It's almost avant-garde. And if you can start getting to the point where they understand what's going on, it picks up so much better. And then the second season is the exact type of movie or TV so- series that I like. It's the, um, the small group of people against all odds, um, <laughs> trying to trying to save the day. and it, it, it's so uplifting and there's so many good people connecting moments. On the background of these beautifully shot locations, it's it's a phenomenal piece of art. And I don't know why more people are not watching it.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to have to check it out. Of course, now. I'm gonna...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> you I, could I, have been the viewer.
1: All oh, my fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm almost uh, caught up with Master of None. So once I'm done with that, I'll, I'll be looking for something new to, to give a shot. That's now the top of the list.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I, I think I, I wanna I wanna know what you think of it because I know you 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 well that's why you're on our, our spoiler cast. You you think of things very cinematically and very artistically. So I'm very curious as to how you what you think of the whole shebang.
1: Cool. Speaking of the spoiler cast. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get into it, huh? Yeah. Alright,
0: we're gonna take a quick moment for a commercial break and we will be back. <laughs> Do you like video games? Do you like music? Do you like video game music? Then join the Washington Metropolitan Gamers Symphony Orchestra on Twitch. Each week, we feature a game the orchestra has performed music from. Our arranger guests will chat about their process, their inspirations, and why game music is so awesome. Check us out every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at twitch.tv slash WMGSO.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of the Comic Box, part of the Geek to Geek podcast network. So join us. Pop pop. Oh <laughs> yeah. Alright, we're back, and in case we haven't mentioned it multiple times already, this is a spoiler cast for Wonder Woman, so if you have not seen it and you do not want to be spoiled, then perhaps you should go away now and then come back to us after you've seen this film. Um, as just a point of reference, if you're looking for some background information on Wonder Woman, you can go ahead and check out episode 50 of the Comic Box, which is part of the geek to geek Network, and... Uh, I I didn't listen to it until after I saw the movie because I didn't want to uh, go in with any preconceived notions on this one. But Rob always does a really good job of uh, kind of doing the background on all these comic book movies, introducing characters we may not be familiar with, giving us kind of the historical perspective of it. Uh, it's kind of a good introduction if you're going into a movie where you don't know anything about the show. And he, I believe, already has his spoiler cast up so definitely check out the comic box All right Ray we have been waiting for this one for a while
1: <laughs> I'm so unprepared <laughs> and I was so unprepared to process this movie and I realized that uh as soon as the credits rolled <laughs> um you saw it last night right I saw it last night I've had I've had you know I saw it Friday so I I've, I've had a day to kind of let it sink in and process and and search my soul. Um, where do you want to start? I'm going to start with what I
0: think the, the disjust the injustice that we've done to this movie, which I realized about halfway through, as I was saying before we started recording, I, I realized halfway through the movie that we should have gotten somebody like Kelly or Raven on the show to talk about the movie because, um, uh, we 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 were going to be two dudes talking about the first major female superhero movie, and yes. it feels it feels <laughs> at the very least privileged. Um, oh, I have a whole thing about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was my biggest problem: is that I I was sitting in the movie, and when we left, Matt said, "Well, what did you think?" And the first thing I said was, "I was analyzing this movie so hard that I had trouble enjoying it." Yeah. And that's not the movie's fault. That's yeah. my fault. Um, but that, but that's really what it was. Every everything that happened, I I analyzed and second guessed and was it done right? And what are people going to say about that? And what's going on here? And is that feminist? Is that anti-feminist? What well, like like I I overanalyzed this movie the entire time I was watching it, and it was unfair to the movie. Right. So that's where I'm coming from.
1: I, I also feel like, I mean, cause obviously I was doing the same thing, um, and I could see where the filmmakers were doing that. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I was, you know, watching the film, and just like you, thinking, like, what do I think of this, and what do I think of that, and where's, you know? And by the end of the movie, I was like, who gives a shit what I think?
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> that was really, you know, and so... Yeah, there's just a lot to take in and a lot to process. And unfortunately, we can't just say, you know, Hey, did you like this movie or not? Which of course we can do with, you know, the, the, the male led, you know, superhero movies because of, you know, where, where we are and, and where we live and where we exist. So, um, yeah, I was, I started to think, you know, I don't know. I almost reached out to you yesterday, uh, just to be like, are you sure you want me on this show? <laughs> <laughs> because, I I feel like, uh, I'm going to take, by now you know, and I'm sure listeners, you know, uh, uh, of the podcast, uh, episodes that I've, that I've been on, um, know my take on the, I come from an angle of, you know, social justice. Um, Um, that's, that used, that used to be something that I was very, um, intent on thinking about and now honestly it's just how i think like it's just once you see certain things it's really hard to unsee them and that just becomes the lens through which you you know filter the world and um for people who think that you know they don't have a lens oh you do (laughs) you just you just aren't aware of it you know what i mean um you know for people who say oh i don't see you know politics or i don't see race or whatever that itself is a lens so um so I started to think like similar to, to your reaction, you know, this movie, you know, does it deserve that? Like, you know, like um, because that is that is something that's that's already part of my reaction and it's ingrained into everything I have to say about the film. So I don't know if that's going to part of me, you know, wonders, if, is that going to kill, you know, uh, the enjoyment that someone might have in getting out of listening to a spoiler cast? But then at the same time I'm thinking, you know, if you wanna avoid that stuff in your assessment or discussion of any movie, then you're you're ignoring a big part of what's going on. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that the we didn't just stick first female superhero movie onto this thing. This was also, and I think a lot of our opinions, the last chance for DC to keep their audience
1: oh yes
0: i think we've said multiple podcasts that if they didn't get wonder woman right they might as well just throw in the towel and be done yeah yeah um so this movie had a lot of. i mean i think i think all of us who kind of follow this this stuff really went in hesitant and conflicted and concerned and i don't think we realized how much it was weighing on us while we until we were in there watching it and in our heads instead of in the moment.
1: Now, what about this whole thing of, um, you know, our usual approach to a new film, uh, you going in, trying to lower your expectations as much as possible and me buying into all the hype and, you know, how those approaches, you know, have a, a, an effect on how, on our experiences or our reactions to the films that we see.
0: I, I do think that I was, pretty good about not going in there and expecting much out of it i expected to i I allowed myself the opportunity to be disappointed with the movie um okay because i i didn't want to go into it going it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be great and then sitting there the entire going oh that was awful but it's gonna be great it's gonna be great like i didn't want to force it Right. So I right. think I kind of went in it with the same cynical hesitation that I have gone into most <laughs> movies at this point.
1: That's good. As no, I've been make trying to make strides <laughs> <laughs> in that area to, to your side of, of, you know, um, of that approach. Um, and I, and I, in the past, I haven't been so good about that. I'm, I buy into the hype and I get so excited and I go in and, you know, I'm either going to be, you know, uh, uh, super happy or super disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but lately I've been able to do that. I will say this, I, I have been able to take your approach uh, a bit more. I will say this, the, the early positive reviews really were fucking with me. <laughs> <They were> like, <laughs> I was like, don't, don't look at that, don't listen, you know, just stay stay the course um but i was i w- i have to admit i was very happy to see you know the positive reactions and reviews coming out so yeah. now did that have an effect on my viewing probably you know a little bit probably did um but it's so weird because like you said you know this whole thing about you know being um a very uh like a flagship you know of female led you know um um superhero movie also being dc's you know Last chance in a lot of ways. Um I I was just happy that people were happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm and I'm still and that's still the case. Like I'm still happy that people were happy. More so than you know, it's like ooh, Ghostbusters came out and people were hated. So it's like just I, I'm glad that, you know, it made money even if I didn't like it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. And then that's why I was like so terrified that it wasn't going to do well in the box office, and instead of saying, oh, it was because of plot, or, oh, because they didn't do this well, or they didn't do that well, or it wasn't advertised well, that it was going to be, see, we keep trying to tell you that women can't headline superhero movies. And and that was my biggest fear. And so as soon as I started seeing the positive press come, and the critic scores go up, I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about this as much because... It it let me drop down into a lower level of of trepidation yeah. with the movie because I, I'm like okay at least it was a box office success that's not something we're gonna have to argue for.
1: So as far as I know we're about to dive in and actually talk about the thing instead of talking around it. But um with all these you know um uh, what's the word when you when you set uh, something up before you say the thing um. <laughs> <you should.
0: laughs>
1: Uh, Woke we'll up this bad. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's early Sunday morning, right? <laughs> words are not gonna come. <laughs>
1: um, I definitely had a. <laughs> that's great. The words are not gonna come. Um, I, I I'm glad that I had a day yesterday to kind of parse my thoughts on on all this stuff and all of my emotions and my feelings about it, about what I you know my my opinion of the of the movie. Um, and I also. You know, I reached out to a few um, women, you know, friends of mine that I know had seen it. That I just to get their reaction and just to have discussions about it, you know, because it's really important to me to to have their take, um, their takes. And I feel good about my reaction to the film and you know, kind of my my overall take from it. So there's that.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. In fact, I'll be inserting some of our podcasting friends uh opinions into our conversation a little
1: bit later on cool awesome um so let's start with the good as usual
0: yes go ahead i'll let you go first
1: um i loved loved the first act uh everything on the island was amazing to me um i thought it looked great um just you could tell that they were world building uh, and they had to do it very quickly. And um, while maybe if I wanted to be nitpicky, I would say maybe some of the dialogue was a bit clunky where it was very obviously exposition, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really kept that to a minimum. I mean, there are movies that I love that have been way worse about that. Um, And I let it slide. So really, I, I just think everything on the island was amazing. Um. I almost feel like they should have stretched it out and if if they had done half of the movie on the island and then ha- the the that second half of the movie her getting, you know, a, a um getting used to or or learning about the outside world, mm-hmm. I think that would have been amazing. So you can tell from that what what part of the movie I didn't like. But um yeah, I, I loved the storytelling and the world building and all the character work in the in the first act to me just was everything that I wanted that I, ever, I have always wanted from a Wonder Woman film. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I My favorite my favorite scene was the Amazons versus the Germans. Like that was oh, my absolute favorite scene.
1: That was so amazing. We were cheering. We were like screaming and just like blown away.
0: Well and, and again, I am anytime I play a, a fantasy game, I pick an archer class, I'm I'm a hunter in, in World of Warcraft. So so, you know, the, the three arrows jumping over the soldiers, boom, like I was just like, yeah, that's that's what I like in my movies. <laughs> that right yeah. there. I was yeah. so
1: excited. Yeah, I love that they gave the Amazons like a really unique and interesting visual fighting style. Yes. You know? how that it had developed from their culture and like the weapons that they had. And, oh man, it was invented. It was like really, really dynamic. It's so cool. Yeah.
0: I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I loved, I loved the Island stuff.
1: Can I ask you a question? I don't know how familiar you are with uh, the comic book of uh, property, Wonder Woman, but uh, the title itself. Um, mm-hmm. but I I know that, uh Themyscira is is a, a hidden island um did they change how it's hidden like I, I didn't realize there was this like um I thought it was just like somewhere like uncharted part of the world I didn't I I had never heard of there being like this you know kind of spell put on or whatever around the island
0: um I don't no, I am not. I don't follow DC very closely. I do know that there have been a lot of retcons to the the Wonder Woman origin story. There's like yeah. six, I think. Um, but a this is something to talk to, to Rob on the comment box about. But B, listening to his, I think back in the day it was just uncharted territory, but that just doesn't exist
1: anymore. Right, right. That's so I true. think
0: at the very least it's a justification for the world we live in at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It was just, it was, it, it struck me as an odd choice to just have the airplane just kind of appear out of nowhere. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so I anticipated it's interesting because the, the start of the film for me, set up what I expected from the rest of the film in terms of like the growth of the character and the change of the character. Mm-hmm. Um And so I guess this is something that I initially enjoyed. And then as the movie went on, turned into a, you know, a, maybe a criticism, mm-hmm. but um it seemed to me at the beginning of the film that they were setting, they were introducing us to a, a Diana that was not fully, you know, uh, um, there yet as a, as Wonder Woman, as a character like that. Right. So right. she was young, she was naive. Um, she was, you know, very eager. Um, and I thought, you know, in, in the way her character was being treated in, um, in, in her body language or posture, I thought uh, Gail Gato was communicating all that. And I thought, wow, that's really cool that they're setting this up. You know, the, the character here. And then we're actually going to get to see, you know, the transformation in this film. Um, And I was a little I was disappointed as the film went on that that. Oh, no, that's just her take on the character. Like that's that's just, you know, who the character is in this film.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I I, I don't know. I I guess we'll get we'll get to that in a a little bit. I think I've got sort of an answer to that, but not quite. So good. Um, Did you have other other good things you want to talk about or?
1: Um. No, that's about it. Uh,
0: I'm trying to I think thought, if there's anything else that I didn't cover that was just so good that I wanted to make sure I talked about. Like I, I think that's my biggest problem is that I think there was a there was some good and we say this is the good, but I don't know that there was great, which is usually what we say is our good.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think Robin Wright was amazing. I loved that character. Um, I loved. The, the, the role that, that she played in the story, um, not just the role itself of, of her aunt, who's, you know, the general. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was really well handled. The mythology aspects were really well handled. I'm a mythology geek. So I just, I, and, and I'm a geek in the way that, like, I don't need things to be, I don't need them to be, to hue to like the way it was in the comic or the way it was done, you know, this way or that way, if they change anything, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I'm not like that. And so I just appreciate when they adapt things and weave things into like a new story. Yeah. And so I really like how they handled the mythology aspect of the beginning of the movie and how, and you could see how they were like, um, you know, how, how Diana's mom was, uh, you could tell that she was adapting the story to tell to her young daughter because she didn't want to tell her everything, you know? Right. And that was really cool. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, the whole first act to me was so enjoyable and the climax definitely was the, um, the, the battle on the, on the, on the beach. That, that is just, that scene I feel like is, is gonna live on. Like, that's a, it's just an awesome thing. And I, and I never felt like, because this, this movie, um, I agree with I can't remember who it was that that commented on your on your post um, about this film. But um, I agree that this movie felt very much to me like the first Captain America movie. Right. But no part of that movie reached the heights of that whole first uh, arc, especially the, the the battle on the beach um, for Wonder Woman. Like no part of Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, was that good to me.
0: Right. No, I would agree with you on that. Um, I think I think where I liked I think if one of the, one of the approaches I wanted to I, I think the reason why I'm hesitant to to give certain feedback is I feel like they're more summative uh, statements but I'm gonna throw it out there I think a lot of the complaints we've had about other DC movies we didn't necessarily have
1: here. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And I think that's where my good comes in. I think, you know, was it was it a very complex story? No. Was it a very innovative story? Not necessarily. But did it tell a, a, a clear beginning, middle end story, which some of the movies have had problems with? Yeah, it told a very good story. Um, it wasn't as dark. The coloration, I know that's something that you've talked about quite a bit, and especially in... Um, on the island, the colors were beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I don't feel like they went as dark as they could have in the real world, but when they did, it was almost a little bit of the Wizard of Oz kind of thing, where the real world is black and white.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt like that that seemed like a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to, like, early promotional footage, like, that was, I mean... it was odd compared to what they planned to do. I feel like from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at that, those first couple of stills of, of Gail as Wonder Woman and it's all gray and brown. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm trying to think of, well, oh, go ahead. I don't remember her costume being actually red, blue and gold in any of the promotional stuff until recently. Right. I wonder if that was something that was cor- like color corrected after in post, you know,
0: it's very possible. It's very possible. And maybe, but maybe that's just a, a um, matter of technology, it's easier to, to film it in the dark and brighten up the, the color right. than to bring yeah. everything back down. And it's like, well, we want to get this material out. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to the bad. And I, I've got to say, I didn't think there was anything that was horrible. There was just stuff that I didn't enjoy as much. Um, I did not like Chris Pine in this movie. I thought he did a great job, but I think Chris Pine for me has reached the status of a lot of other actors where I no longer see the character they're playing, I just see Chris Pine.
1: <laughs> I feel like we haven't have you seen enough of Chris Pine to 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 get there, to to feel that way about him. I feel like I've only seen him in a couple things really. I think
0: I think his his character is so Chris Pine? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but I think I think when he did the when he plays Captain Kirk, I think he he has adapted this Chris Pine cadence. Yeah. That doesn't go away anymore. And so it was just hard to ever see like I never saw I saw Wonder Woman and Chris Pine, I didn't see Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, I I the the most enjoyable part of his character for me was, um, the whole, when they, uh, as soon as they leave the Island together, mm-hmm. um, and then their her, you know, their, her acclamation to, uh, to London, um, all that. W- once the, once the, um, mission gets underway, then it kind of, you know, yeah, I was, I was done with this character after that. Um, mm-hmm. but, and I, and I found myself, you know, at, at some point in the movie going, Oh, thank God. Like, you know, <laughs> this is set back in the past so that this is clearly the only, you know, Steve Trevor we're getting in, in Wonder Woman. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought they had I thought they had good chemistry. Actually, I liked their interaction. Um, And I thought he like he brought something important to that part of the film. But I I, I don't know, it quickly became something to me where it was like, ah, uh, like they, they were looking for something for him to do at this point.
0: Yeah, I would I would definitely agree. And maybe you maybe one of my listeners please tell me that i am not seeing things after and, and we're starting into like plot spoilers at this point after she kills the general on the rooftop of that tower um and he's trying to convince her that you know that they still have work to do and that she needs to get kind of over the fact that I men can just be like this i hated that scene i hated it too and was he touching her weird like, not inappropriately, it's just he, he seemed to be doing this weird face-touching thing that was really distracting to me, and I want to know if it was just me and my over sensitiveness about the whole thing, or I just, I'm kind of like, why are you, t-? like, it wasn't a grasp her face and force her to look at him. It wasn't a, it wasn't even a brush her hair out of her face kind of moment. It was this weird, like, touching her cheek kind of tap thing, and it was distracting, and I'm like, what is he doing? It i pulled me I, out of it
1: i feel a rant coming on um <laughs> yeah that whole scene was peak uh i guess ex- example of what i felt was going on in a lot of the movie which was him explaining stuff to her which i get yeah. she's yeah. new to this world but you know like he that's he was so frustrated with her in that scene like I'm trying to like impart knowledge to you and you don't understand. And like, it felt so much like we were meant to identify with his character in that scene, you know, and he, was, but it just seemed like frustrated. I almost felt like he like Bradburn was like shaking her, like, just, just get it already. Like, just understand. And like, he's like, kind of like not yelling at her, but just, like, frustrated, and finally he's like, you don't get it. I'm going to have to go, like, do, like, you know, save people. i got to go
0: save the world while you sit here and have your emotional breakdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that, ugh, like, there was way too much of that in the film. Um, Yeah, <laughs> I really, really disliked that scene. Okay, and I so it wasn't just me. <laughs> no, and by that point it felt like Steve Trevor was, like, co-protagonist in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wait, whose story is this? Like what, you know what I mean? And I get that they have to give him something to do, but that was my whole reason for like, why, you know, I don't know. I, I get that Steve Trevor is a big part of Wonder Woman's, um, origin, you know, and, and, and her, her comic book when it came out, like he was kind of like the sidekick. Um, but you know, when you think of Captain America, you don't think of Bucky, you know, I mean, that's no. a bit, but it's Captain America, you know? And so, I felt like at a certain point his his role was too large. it was distracting from the story that I wanted to see, you know,
0: yeah, and it and it's funny because again, um listening to Rob on the comic box, he mentioned um and I forget the term he used because it was brilliant, and now it's gonna bother me, but as I said, it's early, and words are not coming yeah. um but he was supposed to, in the original comics, replace the damsel in distress and be a it wasn't person in peril it was something that was just very punny so rob you're going to have to like tweet me what your <laughs> actual wording was because it was brilliant but um but like she rescued him a lot and that's what i think i would have liked to have seen more of
1: yeah like, a lot
0: I... less him being I don't know, but it's the same situation. We would be talking about how, well, the woman is just a damsel in distress and the hero keeps saving her. She should have some agency of her own. Like this is where this movie for me gets very hard to analyze because it's kind of like, well, are we holding it up to different standards? Should we be holding it up to different standards?
1: I mean, I'll say this. I think that one of the, this is to me. This can can easily um, fall uh, fall into be described as as or fall into uh, to one of the main criticisms we have of DC films, which is that they don't just let the thing be what it is. Mm-hmm. And I I you could see like I was talking earlier about how they, you know, they analyze the film. You know, as they were making it, obviously, and they were trying to check certain boxes and you could see in this, movie, at least I could see in this movie, they were like, oh, no, you know, we've got a female lead, you know, this is definitely going to hit one market, but we want to make sure that we please all the other audience members. So let's, you know. Uh, Let's give the the male, you know, co-protagonist, you know, a really important storyline so that the guys in the audience don't feel left out. And, you know, we got to have a Native American character and we got to show that there's this, you know, really badass African-American Amazon. And we got to show like it just felt like it, it was the scenes were so visible, like what they were trying to build. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, that, that it was distracting to me where it was like, "What is that? Wait, what? Like, okay. There were a lot, there was
0: a lot of spotlighting.
1: And, you know, maybe at at one point in the, in the film, I was like, what, what stories that we, the stories that we choose to adapt from the, the older stories that we choose to adapt to, to modern films, there's a reason that. Sometimes they're, you know, they're, they're so problematic that we got to change them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a reason why, you know, we even felt the need to, to have a, a, an African-American Spider-Man character, you know, because there's a reason why these characters feel shoehorned in because they are, because, you know, when these stories were written and told it, there was, there was no lip service whatsoever. You know, it was, it was a white world. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I think that to me, you could see it. And I get like, I don't know, maybe ultimately the impetus is we want to make money. So we want to please the audiences or whatnot. And I'm glad that I'm very glad that a lot of the reaction that I've heard is, you know, women saying this was amazing. And, you know, this is so empowering. And I've spoken to to women uh that have the same criticism that I do as well. But, you know, we're like, at the same time, my young daughter loves this film. And I'm like, yes, awesome. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's same thing like like something like Ghostbusters, regardless of, you know, whether or not I thought it was a good movie. Like it's an important movie. And I think it's OK to say that. I don't think those two things have to be, you know, are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's I, like people are going to be writing dissertations on this movie.
1: God, yeah. See, I feel like I have in the last day just in my head.
0: Yeah. See like it's it hurts my head sometimes. Um I'm gonna read some of the can can I read some of the stuff that some of my friends have said? Yes, please. Is this a good time for that? Um Mandy, who's been on the show multiple times, hello Mandy, uh said Spoilers ahead. The movie felt a little long, but I was always entertained. I loved the humor and the film's message. Her positivity and compassion for humanity was moving. I wondered if the island prologue would have worked better as flashbacks. Uh, the Amazons were gloriously kick-ass. The fight sequences on the island were my favorite. I love her transition to the world of humans. It was well told with good humor and appropriate nods to the sexism of the era. This part of the film could have been longer. Seeing humanity through her eyes was very revealing. I definitely agree with that. Um, I loved Gal Godot. Uh, she was convincing in her fierceness, her naivety, and her conviction, and her despair. Eddie Candy was a true highlight, and I wish she was in the movie more. I enjoyed the band of brothers and felt they were memorable and adequately developed. I would love to see them in a future movie. I was completely fooled regarding Ares' true identity. I thought Steve Trevor sacrificing himself was too convenient. I was over the moon to see that it was well-reviewed and successful box office-wise and wish it didn't have to feel like so much was riding on this film's success with regard to the future of female superhero movies. It felt a lot like the first Captain America to me. I didn't leave the theater thinking, wow, that was awesome, one of the best superhero movies I've seen, but it was good and I enjoyed it and would recommend it.
1: Oh, man. And the whole... uh the island as a flashback sequences throughout the film that actually sounds that, w- that would have been awesome
0: because it would have you know why it would have let us enjoy that throughout the entirety of the
1: movie plus it could have connected like the lessons that she learned that maybe she wasn't ready to learn in, you know where her character was at the beginning of the film yeah like it would have had you know it would have had more uh, impact later in the film that that's such a great idea
0: yeah, I would definitely agree. Definitely definitely agree. Um I did like the fact that I I did think that there was um uh there was those moments where she was kind of discovering that everything wasn't so cut and dry. I I thought that that journey was was authentic to that
1: character. Yeah, and um But I, I feel like they milked that too long, maybe. Like, like, I feel like it's kind of like a, you know, like in, in, I don't know, I'm sure you, you checked out Green Lantern. Um, the really, really spectacularly horrible (laughs) Green Lantern film.
0: I, I've, I think I've blocked it from my memory.
1: He, um, you know, he wrestles with the idea whether or not he's ready to be a hero, but he wrestles with it for like nine tenths of the film. (laughs) And you're like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, that's not how Jordan's character. Second of all, like, get on with it. Like, we know what happens, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. we know Um, we're going to get there. So let's just go.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I think that contributed to this feeling of like the second act. Well, I still I found it enjoyable. It wasn't my favorite. You know, obviously, the first act was my favorite. The second act for me was kind of mediocre. But but it was still, you know, there were things about it to enjoy. It definitely felt slow. Yeah,
0: I, I would agree. I, it slowed down considerably when they got off the island. And I think that's because they were driving, trying to drive the story to get through the the exposition. Right. And then right. once they got into the story, they kind of slowed down and went, okay, now we can relax. We got through the, the origin. And right. it it just, it didn't help the movie along.
1: Yeah. Um. And again, it felt like they were trying to check boxes because once the mission started to come together, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, you know that that's where the third act is going to be. Let's go. Um and uh I totally I, to- I totally called it on Aries.
0: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I the, I knew from the moment that actor came on screen, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's Aries." Yeah,
1: the minute that he he showed up uh to 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 fund their mission, I was like, "That's the bad guy. Like that's Aries." Um and holy crap, what a horrible job they did with Aries. <laughs> Pretty that, much. That was, that was Terrible. That was laughable. It was so weird that there's such an odd choice to have Ares be a British dude. Like an old mustachioed British dude. Like, what? Ares is not like I just I was thinking like, oh, that's an apparition of Ares. That's like a you know what I mean? Like
0: Yeah, you were gonna see you were gonna see a different actor playing. Actual yes. Aries.
1: Why and did you put that guy's face on like the Hulk? What was?
0: <laughs> it was yeah. No, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, <laughs> and that's part of that is because you and I are big mythology nerds, so we're we're definitely going to be like, we have, we have our preconceived no- notions of who Aries is, and <laughs> Aries is not a dapper
1: British guy. <laughs> He's just not. <laughs> Or, like, a stuffy, like, British guy who thinks he's dapper. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I definitely, again, you know, this is, to me, you know, this is how I see the world. It's, uh, uh I can't help but pick up on things that I feel the, the storytellers are trying to do, which is, like, oh, I get it. Like, old white guys are the devil, <laughs> are literally the embodiment of war, and that's what this—you know what I mean? Like ultimately, that's what this is.
0: And I couldn't help but think that the um in the scene that we absolutely hated, um, Chris Pine's like, you know, it's not one man; it's the whole system. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Stop politics, blaming, stop, politics. Blaming, <laughs> stop blaming us. we do not. <laughs> Oh man, there was a lot of that. I could, I'm, uh, I could go into it. Um, I, so on, uh, yesterday I was, um, talking and kind of working as an artist with, um, this community group, uh, in, in LA that gets together in South Central LA, they're called Escolita Aztlan and, and it's, um, ethnic studies for, you know, free to the community. And, um, it's a really cool thing that they do. And I was, it's so funny. I, I watched Wonder Woman Friday night and I had my whole thoughts and reaction. I was wrestling with it. And then Saturday morning I got up to go work or, you know, volunteer at this group. Um and oh, it was so great to have a chance to have some of these conversations because as they were talking about ethnic studies and they were talking about systemic racism and all this stuff that's going on and, and that that's uh in you know that that in the conversation, the national conversation finally Um, I got to speak to one of the speakers, um, Lupe Carrasco, who's really great organizer and teacher. And, um, we talked about Wonder Woman. She said, I took my, you know, my daughter to watch Wonder Woman last night. And, um, she said, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this movie is very Eurocentric. (laughs) You know, she's a woman of color, um, who's aware of these things. And, you know, uh, um, and so, She's going, geez, like it's, so, and then she's like, I turn around, and look at my daughter, and my daughter's just like, yeah, like just like screaming and cheering, and like she loves Wonder Woman, she she loves how empowering it was and all that stuff. So she's like, you know, that those two things are going on at the same time. They can go on at the same time. They were, and she's like, you you know, I I had to take the good with the bad as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very helpful for me to say, okay, so you know, these criticisms that we have. You know, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm right. She's like, I'm right there with you. You know, like there was so much lip service. For me, the ultimate cringe moment was unfortunately probably the, some of the last lines of the movie where, you know, she talks about saving the world with love. And, <laughs> uh, uh, like if you follow me at all on social media, if you're aware of, you know, uh, what I write about or what I talk about sometimes, um, it, it, I'm not against love. <laughs> Let me just say that because I feel like some people have kind of, you know, come to me with, with that take. Um, <laughs> Why do you but, hate love, Ray? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you hate love? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it, the idea that love is all it, it takes, that love is all we need and that, you know, uh, um, all we have to do is choose love and, and, you know, the world's problems will be solved is a very, very re- re- reductive Take on these very real and complex issues that are facing, you know, marginalized communities. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not that, it's not that, you know, I consider love a bad thing, but I think love is a bad thing when you take that reductionist approach and you think that's all you have to do. Like that's it. You know, if, if you're, if, if you're, um, fight, you know, against these, you know, uh, the evils of the world stops at that (laughs) stops at I'm just going to choose love. And then that's where it's up. Then obviously, you're not really helping anyone, you know. And so but I do feel that there's a large community out there that really is only interested in taking it that far. And they don't even see why, you know, they should be challenged on anything else. And so I do feel like this movie was a huge affirmation (laughs) sent to that community was a huge, you know, base. I I almost felt like it was made by and for that community. So on that end, I felt uh, like that was exhausting uh, to recognize as part of the story, you know. And at the same time, this is going to be, you know, the the whole character of Wonder Woman and, and, you know, her visibility is having a very positive impact on a lot of people. So. You know what I mean? Like you, those two things have to be able to are are, are true and are out there.
0: Yes, yes, but uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to
1: that community of which you speak. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh God, Joe, I'm trying not to get so radical on my teeth right now.
0: <laughs> it's all right. You know what? I, like this is this is the problem with this movie, and that's and that I, we I started the conversation with this. Like, if we were reviewing this, like any other superhero movie that we talk about you and I would be talking about just the filmmaking just the the acting just the story like we but we can't do
1: that with this movie and it's not fair to the movie but it's what it is it's not and realistic it's also, it's also kind of not our place to do that with the movie you know mm-hmm. um i and I'm okay with that like I, like I you know I understand why there's some things I just shouldn't do or say you know mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't feel so um, I don't know, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, entitled, you know, um, that I should be able to say and do anything I feel, um, oh God, the, the action, the, I'm, I'm going over my notes right now. The action, I don't feel like it was well shot or staged or paced action. How did you feel about the action scenes?
0: Um, I think by the time the action sequences off the island came into play, uh, I I had allowed myself to stop overanalyzing or at least tried to relax out of that. So anytime she started kicking ass, I tried to just let myself enjoy her kicking ass. Okay.
1: Because um, it felt very green screeny to me. It felt very like there was a lot of flames in the background with her hair like whipping like in the wind and like her like posing. You know, it didn't it, the the action to me didn't feel kinetic and like uh um the way, you know, I would say like I love the way the Russo brothers do action mm-hmm. in those films, you know, in the films that they've done for Marvel. Um I feel like um there were definitely to me as much as I loved Avengers 1, I felt like um Captain America Two really stepped up the action and the feel of like you could feel the 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 punches and the kicks. You know what I mean? Like you could feel them land. It felt um, visceral and I feel like in this movie um even in in um batman versus superman I felt like the action yeah a little bit more cartoony but still you know like it was it was well staged at least mm-hmm. um i, I, think I just it was, i think it was fine up
0: through i i didn't i didn't like the action portion of the Ares fight i felt like the, the strength of that fight was the fact that it continued to try and tell the story. Though at that point, I think it was a little bit trying to, 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 you know, keep beating a dead horse. But I, I think in a lot of action sequences, it's just people exchanging blows to no good end. And I yeah. feel like, at least in this one, there was, you know, she wasn't just fighting. Aries, she was fighting kind of her preconceived notions of right and wrong, and she had to really kind of decide what type of person she was going to be at that point. And and so it was sprinkled in with her looking at the bad around her and the good around her, the band of brothers guys who I was alternatively sympathetic to and annoyed by. Right. Um, (laughs) Same here. Which maybe that's, maybe that's what we were supposed to feel. I mean, like, I did not like those characters, but I appreciated the role that they played in the narrative.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't really like those characters either. Um, and I felt like it was really jarring to me. I think I realized this after the fact that it was like, oh, like any, a lot of characters in this film didn't have an arc. No, You know, and, and... Not everyone has to, obviously the protagonist should have the the biggest arc, but every character I think should go on, you know, somewhat of a journey a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to me the most, like the most obvious one was Steve Trevor. Like he had no arc. No, he didn't. And he, like, that's, he's like second, you know, he's like supporting character, like, like the, the next lead after Wonder Woman herself, you would think that they would give Trevor an arc, you know, and, and he has no arc whatsoever.
0: Well, I think that's I think that's the difference. To, you know, doing the whole compare comparison between DC and and Marvel, I think Marvel has gotten it down. Where I mean, we've mentioned both in um, Captain America: Civil War. There's something like five different story arcs going on there. Black Panther gets a full arc. Spider Man gets a strong arc. Like there's full story arcs for most of the characters in there. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. We we talked in the, extensively about how most of the characters get kind of their story, their moment in the sun to to make their decisions. Yes. Yes. Not all flawlessly, but they're there. Yes. And
1: this was not that. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, it. And I, I again, like the the scenes, especially in the middle. And towards the end, they fell flat to me, like they felt like there was an exchange and maybe there was some energy there just based on the the charisma of the characters or the actors themselves. Um But then the scene would end and be like, oh, OK, that didn't really like there's no punch at the end. You know what I mean? I, I don't mean a, a literal punch. I mean, like this punch of like, you know, emotion or, or something happening that kind of leads into the next thing and, and kind of propels the story along. At a certain point, it felt very like just like stuff happening. Yeah, there was
0: there was a lack of there was a lack of I guess denouement.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 See, leave it to the English teacher to put things better than I (laughs) can. I'll say it in thirty words, and you say it in ten, and then you know (laughs) we can move on.
0: I just Uh, I recently taught that, so the only reason why that's on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna read from kelly hightower's uh okay. response to my facebook post i had a great time and really enjoyed it i thought it was on par with the mcu as far as a superhero move as far as superhero movies go all the issues i had with it were cgi related and honestly i could have spent two plus hours watching life on i'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the island um i kept Excuse- thinking they said mascara mascara but i knew that wasn't right <laughs> um So she said, uh, two plus hours watching life on the island. All in all, I think it was a success and I'm excited for what this success means for this director and for the future of female driven action movies.
1: Cool. Yeah. And I agree with her on that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, I, I don't think we've spoken much specifically about Gal Gadot. Right. Um, I love her. (laughs) Um, I, I thought she was very good in this movie and I love her as Wonder Woman and she still is my favorite thing about Batman versus Superman though that's that's a really low bar um but i I want to see I mean like talking about moving forward I want to see Justice League because I want to see more her and I want to see more Wonder Woman
1: yeah yeah I think uh at the start of the film I expressed more than once to people that were probably wanting me to shut up because they're watching a movie. Um, <laughs> wow. They found the perfect person for wonder woman. Yeah. Like she looks amazing as the character. Um, I believe it. Uh, it's great. I think by the end of the film, and this could probably just be the impact that the story had on me, you know, um, I thought, Wonder Woman to me, I, I will, and there's been different artists over the years, obviously, you know, draw the character. And so that's one cool thing about the comic books is that, about comic books in general is that, you know, you get multiple takes on a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and every artist will do their spin. I've always gravitated more towards, um, the artists that portrayed Wonder Woman as a more powerful physical person, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I felt like not, not because it, you know, Visually speaking, but story-wise, you know, if this is an Amazonian warrior, you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense that that would be the case physically. Um And so I think at the end of the film, that was maybe my one gripe was that, oh, like, I almost even remember. And this could be, I, like, totally, again, the effects of the story on me and, and my memory. But I thought for some reason, I thought she had maybe bulked up a little more in terms of, like, muscle, musculature in Batman versus Superman. I could be totally wrong. That character just seemed more powerful and imposing in that movie. And it could be, you know, the story itself, the editing, the way that the way that her character was introduced in Batman versus Superman was awesome because I felt again like you, I felt it was my favorite part of that movie. She was a complete badass and she came in like ready to throw down. You know?
0: Right. Well and um, and like both both scenes were completely different that she was in, and both were my favorite parts of the movie. When she was kind of the the spy in in Oh yeah Luther's yeah. party was probably yeah. my favorite favorite. favorite part and then it was kind of like all right superman batman move aside i just want to see wonder woman kick people's asses like those were the two things she may have been bigger there and it may have been editing or it may have just been you know this is wonder woman at the beginning of her career so it may they may not have made as much of an effort to bulk her up for that right you know for this for this movie
1: yeah but that that was a nitpick for me at the end of the film but other than that yeah i think she nailed it i think um that's what Wonder Woman looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, we'd mentioned, and we kind of got distracted, but but how she ends on, you know, she chooses love. The only reason why I don't, like, make a big deal of that, although I think it was a very awkward way of inserting it, is if you go to the history of the character, that was the impetus for her creation, like the, the, the actual character in the comic book's creation was that what if we got somebody who came with a more love-based approach to crime fighting and the the author's wife was like, all right, but you have to make it a woman.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yes. Again, thank you, Rob.
1: I have a conceded <laughs> <laughs> that, <killed>. comes, <laughs> that comes later. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, there was, there was more to the last lines that, that left a bad taste in my mouth. I also recognized that she was literally, um, um repeating Steve's words. And oh. so, cause he told her line for line, word for word, he said, you know, some stuff to her about, um, what it's about and what we're really fighting and, you know, and she, literally says the exact same lines like she's like finally like understanding like what he said and so she's saying it now to to the enemy that she's about to defeat and uh, i was like
0: (laughs) uh so so are we basically saying that this movie had suffered from way too much mansplaining
1: yes thank you yes i feel like too much steve trevor and you know um just let Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so that, and, and, you know, the ending felt unnecessarily cosmic and a bit anticlimactic and her powers suddenly changed and she was doing stuff that I know she can do in the comics, but they didn't really like set a precedent or like explain, you know, much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a matter of fact, I spoke to someone who was confused by that. After the film, they were like, "Wait, so do her powers come from her bracelets? Like, I don't understand, like, why?" And I'm like, "Well, not really. Like, they have powers, but you know, you know, but but what I, I was speaking of knowledge from the comic books. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, nothing in the movie explained any of that really. They hinted at it. I thought they were going to explain it later in the film, and and they didn't. So, and then her powers got a little wonky. Like, they were hinting at the fact that you know she flies in the comic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like that kind of those things kind of came out of left field in the in the last act, you know, the, the climax of the last act. So it felt a little anticlimactic for me for those reasons. But um, I think it started strong and then you know got slow in the middle and then the end just kind of became a mess.
0: Well, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I think that's the basic. I think that's the basic review we would give this movie on any other day.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I was even hesitant on social media. You know, I didn't say much about it. I just really posted a funny picture that I thought, you know, people, some people would get the reference to, um, the critic, the, the cartoon show, the critic where, you know, his tagline is, it stinks, you know, and so that's kind of a joke wink kind of thing. After I saw a movie, I, I posted that picture and like, obviously, you know, as, as, you know, we've just had, there's a more, oh, whoops, um, there's a more uh, uh, nuanced conversation to have about it. Um, But I post that and right away someone, some dude comes on and just wants to like pile on. And I had to like defend my, like, you know, my uh, uh, dislike of the movie. You know what I mean? And, and, or not defend, but like, like I had to say, well, okay, I dislike it, but, or, or I didn't think it was a, you know, uh, um, purely, you know, as, as a movie, I didn't feel that it, was entertain as entertaining to me as it could have been but and it's just like so exhausting to have to like you know I, that's why we've had the conversation we've had and we're kind of like you know i don't know um having to consider more than just you know did you like the bad guy like you know what i mean <laughs> there's there's more going on there and i it, it becomes this very quickly it it becomes this battleground for a larger conversation, no matter where. Um, And that's unfortunate, but I had to explain, you know, to some guy, look, I didn't think it was the best movie ever, but that's just my opinion. No, 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 no. That's fact. That's true. No, it's not. <laughs> it's literally just my opinion, you know, and and it, it's okay for it to be just that. So, God, it's just, it's so, it's very unfair that, you know, this film can't just be, judged on its own merits
0: right right absolutely and and i and i think one of the things that that we you and i get criticized for at least from from friends that i've talked to is that we we do analyze it so critically that it often sounds like we hate movies that we don't necessarily hate and i did not hate this movie
1: right like i was
0: entertained by this movie
1: yeah yeah Yeah, and to me, that's, I mean, I can see how, I can definitely see how somebody listening (laughs) would have that take. Um, It's not the first time that I've heard that. For me, the the critical conversation after is part of the enjoyment. I know it might sound twisted to some people, but um, I really like it. I like ideas. I like, you know, to to me as an artist, it's like the conversation around a, a painting Is just as important as the making of the painting. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I think to me, that's how I approach any, any creative, you know, media that I'm going to consume. Like that just comes with it. And I think that's true probably for geeks in general, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that puts a kind of a a different flavor to things like, you know, the captain's debate that you have in Star (laughs) Trek so much that, you know, we often look at that as this kind of berating of, of one or the other, but it is kind of what we enjoy as geeks. It's kind of like dissecting what we do and do not like about stuff that ultimately we, we love and care about and are passionate about. And so, you know, it is, it is part of that enjoyment is to be able to kind of pull it apart and i don't know just invest more time into it because that's that's what we do as geeks we spend time doing stuff we love so
1: i and i feel like you have to you have to allow for competing things to coexist sometimes you know like i was not crazy about this film but man i hope it makes a ton of money i hope we get a second wonder woman movie and i'm glad that you know dc has some better footing going forward why because i want to see like more dc movies you know what i mean um that those things can all be true, <laughs> like that's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So ultimately, I think you know, I think both of us—and and correct me if I'm putting words into your mouth—we we didn't hate it. We we found things about it that we did l- like. We had trouble giving it a fair shake simply because of the type of situation it's been placed in. But ultimately, we're looking forward to Wonder Woman too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, there you Man. go, folks. That's that's two guys trying to talk about Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, which, you know, we, we blame ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really like... I, I Halfway through the movie, I was just kind of like, God damn it. Why didn't I think about this ahead of time? Like, it's, it's just... It's partly end-of-the-year issues. It's partly just me not having the foresight to think that... I shouldn't, you and I should not be the only people in this conversation.
1: I, I blame patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause that's really what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow to this one or like, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface, you know, everything with Joe just to be like, look, I'm gonna go off the rails here, but I, I thank you for, you know, I, I can follow your lead here and, <laughs> and have a, a, a much more constructive conversation than I was anticipating, uh, walking out of a the movie theater. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be just, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are aware of our privilege. Um, all right. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, State of the Geek earlier. Yes. Um, how often is that uh, recorded?
0: We we try and go once a month. We have been going once a month, and I post the last Wednesday of the month if everything works out the way it's supposed to.
1: Do you ever cover topics uh across you know podcasts? So something you talked about in geek to two will show up in state of the geek as well or um, do you, do you sometimes
0: do do depending on what hits Kelly and my fancy like this last time we we last minute decided we were gonna do the racist video the the videos of racists that keep mm-hmm. showing up on the internet um, yeah. with a little bit of the same kind of you know, asterisks that said we fully realized that two white people talking about racism is probably not the best thing but you know we wanted to bring a light to what we were seeing and and kind of dissecting it for ourselves and I've got an idea for this month but we haven't kind of fully fleshed it out.
1: I was just asking because I would, I would love to hear uh, Callie talk more about Wonder Woman and her thoughts on it you know and I think that I'm gonna be seeking out conversations that women are having about this film and their reactions, you know, just talking to the few women that I have since Friday um it's just so illuminating, and you know it's it's a take that I want to hear more of you know what i mean
0: well we do we do kind of our own it's it's it covers a month worth of stuff because we only publish once a month but um right. we do our own kind of weekly geekery on that show as well, so I'm sure that part of the conversation may not be a full episode, but I cannot imagine that we won't talk about that because then it'll give us an opportunity to lead into the, um, the whole controversy with the, um, movie
1: houses. Oh, right. Right. Oh man. That's okay. Great. Great. I, I,
0: I just, (laughs) I, maybe we should talk about this after we finish the episode, but I cannot tell you how frustrated I have gotten with people talking about this stupid movie theater thing. (laughs)
1: yeah that's great let's do that and i'm looking forward to that that state of the geek it's gonna be great
0: like the number of people i want to go dude your privilege is showing you might want to cover that up (laughs) because just like a complete lack of perspective for anybody but yourself it drove me nuts but uh, again i'm i've been round up all morning about this kind of stuff i should stay off facebook um all right (laughs) closing out ray do you have any shout outs this week
1: Um, yeah, I would love to make a shout out to Escolita Aslan and to, uh, Lupe, who I mentioned earlier, um, just for really bringing so much to what they do. Um, it's just so educational and informative and helpful. Um, you can check them out on Facebook. Um, they are completely community supported, so they do take, take donations, um, and, uh, it's a really cool way to, to spend Saturday mornings, you know, working with this group, um, and basically like doing, making art, you know, and talking about art. I, I forget how much sometimes I miss like working with like students, young, you know, young people, uh, in, uh, in my, in the art, uh, the artistic capacity. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of fun and thanks to them.
0: Awesome. awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. We, we miss you we miss your your artistic input with our kids. Oh, I appreciate that. We'll have to get you over some time to visit. Yeah. Um I'd like to give a shout out to um all the the women who have contributed to podcasting around our geeky topics lately. Um definitely my my co-host on State of the Geek, Kelly Hightower, but also Mandy Kelly and Katie from uh The WEC Podcast and uh and Raven and EJ from Girls Gone Geek. Or I'm sorry, Girls Gone Geek. Girls Gone Wow. Um, and uh and just you know a shout out to them to represent the the women in geek culture because we need more of you guys out there giving us your your feedback and your telling us your side of the story. So shout out to all of you Next week, we're going to be talking to the creators of Mill City's Finest, which is a web series about a diverse group of superheroes. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com geek is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, Video Game News Now, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, and the Comic Box. And make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash R forward slash geek cast. You can currently find us at GeekToTude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Greys. Ray, go ahead and remind us where we can find you.
1: I am across social media at Vargas 3 That's Ray Vargas and the number three. So you can find me there um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, and my website, uh, rayvargas 3com
0: very good. And I think the next time we're gonna see you is for Spider Man, dude. It's coming
1: up. That's so fast. Yeah. So yeah. fast. Like next month. It's
0: crazy. We're gonna to have to do what we did for Guardians. It's probably gonna be a, about a week after the show comes out because I'm gonna be at a wedding the week it comes out. But okay. we will definitely we will definitely get you back on and talk about it.
1: Sounds good. Looking forward to it.
0: And for all of you out there listening, remember this week,
1: keep it geek.